into the contest. It's Thursday the 3rd of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, and this is the quiet zone. We get it late in the year. Not so much the last <laughs> couple of years because everyone's trying to play catch-up on sport that have been cancelled, but... This time with the tennis just finishing, cricket sort of, and everything that's been cancelled in cricket, not much on, mate, sports-wise. Yeah. What, what do we do, Timmy? It's a, it's a period we call the sort of the dead zone where you're, you're generally sort of washing your cricket whites for the last time of the year and uh, you're dusting off your mouth guard and your, and your footy boots to get ready for, for footy season. So, um, yeah, maybe we need a little bit of a rest, but it's actually still lots to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. There's a huge amount to talk about. And don't forget, we have a charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some amazing things to buy in the auction, a cricket bat signed by that Australian team that retained the Ashes back in 2019 in the United Kingdom. Afternoonsport.com forward slash auction for all the details. This whole Justin Langer story it continues to bubble away, if not gaining momentum, to be honest. The whole Justin Langer story, we're going to talk about that. Kelly Slater, very, very emotional. And Tom Brady, what was that one word? Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Justin Langer hung out to dry. Do you, do you think that's the truth? Um, that's what some are saying now and riding up. Cricket Australia have just left him out in the wilderness. Yeah, well, it's been pretty poorly um, managed by Cricket Australia. Nick Hockley, who's the CEO of Cricket Australia, he's, he's the one that should be copying a bit of heat now because, yeah, like whatever you think of Justin Langer, whether he should be coaching or not, the players, as I said yesterday, have a lot of power here. I don't believe that they want Justin Langer to continue. Um, but Nick Hockley needs to stand up and, and own this whole um, uh, process because uh, either say, mate, we're not going to renew your contract or give him another job. Don't just let, let this thing sort of hang over his head. Um, he needs to make a decision and make it fast. It, it seems to me, looking outside in, that they just want something to happen. So they're, they're, they're nudging away. And the problem with that is that you get caught somewhere yep. in the middle. Yeah, definitely, mate. And um, look, there's a big series coming up, um, well, a couple of big series overseas in the subcontinent, and, and Australia would like to know what their direction is. I think what we've said yesterday too will be true is that if Justin Langer doesn't partake in those series, um, McDonald, the assistant coach, and Michael Devenuto will continue with the team, continue on. So it'll be seamless from that regard. So the players don't really care. That's what they want. Is he a good bloke, Justin Langer? Oh, look, mate, he was a bloody good competitor. I know that much. And uh, do you need to be a good bloke to get good results? I don't know of the answer. But if your team and your captain don't want you around the playing group and they don't feel that you bring the best out of them, 
Well, it's pretty obvious what needs to happen, isn't it? You thought about running for the Morrison government after that answer? The, uh, the <laughs> is he a good bloke? Well, do you have to be a good bloke? Anyway, all right. I can't put you on the spot any more than that. Now, what about Megan Shute, uh, the women's Australian cricketer who is very eager to get back? Well, she is. And uh, look, the series after the, that fantastic draw that we spoke about, the test match, uh, Australia currently leads 6-4. to four. Um, but Megan, she, she comes back in. She's the third best one-day bowler in the world, so it's really, really good. Now we have some ODIs um, in in the, in, the, in the future. Uh, if Australia wins this game in Canberra, they will retain the Ashes, and then if we win the last two of the three one-dayers, um, we will win the series outright. So uh, yeah, the Aussies looking to secure and retain the Ashes this Thursday in Canberra. Yeah, I'll be watching that. I'm really, really mm. enjoying it. Now, rugby league, uh, we're only uh, well, we're only a few weeks away from the start of the Premiership. Starts in early March. And I know that we've discussed with Shad, so we need to talk to Shad about his Dolphins. Of course, he's the uh, the number one Dolphins man. Uh, <laughs> and we discussed some time back about how Wayne Bennett would gradually get people across. And it's starting to happen. He's starting to send calls out. And lots of players are now starting to be interested. Of course, they don't begin in the competition until 2023. Milford's mm. name and other names have been mentioned. So I would be very surprised if they don't put on a pretty good football team by the start of 2023. But there are some rule changes for 2022. And this always tends to happen in the modern world of rugby league. Yeah, um, well, the biggest rule change last year was the uh, the six again rule, and I think mm. the two teams that really sort of exploited that the best were Penrith and Parramatta defensively. Um, what yep. they were doing is they were giving away the six again um, early in, in the tackle count just to get their defensive line reset. Um, so they're now going to uh, give a penalty straight away on that one, which will stop teams from doing that and slowing the game down. Um, they're also going to ban um, trainers uh, from stopping play themselves, but they'll still give full access to the medical staff to be on the field no matter what the uh, no matter what time or situation of the game. Uh, the other big rule change is that uh, foul play will only result in a free interchange if the victim's team uh, is sin binned or sent off. So, yeah, I reckon there's some really good developments there, and I think that six again rule sort of, uh, you know. Change, change will help the game as well. Sounds like it's common sense, doesn't it? And uh, I think yeah. rugby league lovers are, are looking forward to the season getting underway, as are AFL fans. Sydney Swans had a promising year last year. Uh, they could go uh, a lot better this year with, with that season under their belt and a lot of these young guns that have now sort of played a lot of top grade. And they've decided to bring this through to their leadership group. Callum Mills is now one of the co-captains. Yeah, a big call. Callum Mills was a name that not many people even had heard of uh, only, only a couple of years ago. He had a fantastic year last year, a real breakthrough year for him. Uh, Josh Kennedy, who has been not only the captain but co-captain, uh, is standing down to let Callum Mills come as part of a co-captaincy uh, with mm. Luke Parker and Dane Rampey. So uh, they're bringing through some some young blood for the future. So the Swans, very, very clever by doing that and um, really getting this new generation of Swans to to take ownership of this um, of this team in, in leadership capacity. You and I both Swans fans, wouldn't it be good? If that was ringing out later in the year. Stay with us because we are going to talk tennis, basketball, NFL and much more after this short break. Kelly Slater is usually uh, the Iceman, isn't he? Uh, he doesn't often show a lot of emotion, but... 
he did after stunning the surf world at Pipeline. Was it true, Timmy, once you turned 50? I'm not 50 yet, but I know you are. Is it true once you turn 50... Everything makes you cry, mate. <laughs> Get a little bit more emotional. Oh, mate. I've always been that way. They are, I cry in insurance ads or animated films. So I don't know if I'm a good example. But he did. He broke down. Um, he was uh, he was come up against uh, an Hawaiian rising star, Baron uh, Maiaia, and um, with 10 seconds remaining on the clock, he still needed like a 7.8 score. And then with three seconds, this miracle wave came along. Kelly Slater jumped on that and uh, rode the perfect, perfect wave. And they said uh, when he came off, he was just in tears and can't believe that he's now through to another quarterfinal at the age of 50. Fantastic. He's phenomenal, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Look, it's, look there's no um, accident, basically, that these days people in all sports are performing longer, nutrition and everything around it. To be over 50 and doing this, like Roger Federer, he still hasn't hung up the Oliver Racket mm. and he's 40. Uh, Tom Brady, who we're going to talk about in just a tick. Yeah, unbelievable. And uh, and Kelly Slade doesn't seem to age appearance-wise either, does he? And uh, now he's been a superstar of that sport for, for many, many years, has sort of even transcended the sport. And uh, yeah, I think just for him to believe that he's still competing with the best and catching waves like that at the age of 50 is um, is obviously it means a lot to him and uh, it was good to see him tear up a little bit. Still a real warm glow, isn't there, around Australian sport after Ash Barty's performance on the weekend, winning the Australian Open the first time we've seen an Australian woman do it in 44 years and uh, like, all these stories are starting to sort of just trickle out. There's a really interesting one about how she's turned things around in such a short space mm. of time. She's 25, of course, she started playing tennis and she went to cricket she came back to tennis but it wasn't that long ago that she did it well only six years ago tim she she sort of stopped playing tennis as you mentioned and she was coaching people for 16 dollars 50 an hour um mm. while she was playing cricket and uh you know six years later well, within two years of doing that coaching for 16 dollars 50 she was um back playing tennis and number one in the world and uh and what a turnaround since then she's won three majors and uh yeah, she's uh, she's an absolute superstar. But yeah, it just goes to show, mate, that uh, you know six years in sport is is not a very long time. But uh, gee, she's turned things around. She's probably a little bit more expensive now than sixteen bucks an hour. Well, I think it's close to twenty four million US her prize money. So uh, yeah, that's not a bad hourly rate uh, in contrast to the sixteen fifty. Now, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, what do you make of all of this? Well, he's officially come out and answered that um, and said he's now retired. He said he can't go on with the requirements of professional sport. But he's, he's, you can see he's a very, very cutthroat sort of guy. And uh, mm. he didn't make mention at all about the Patriots, the team that he won six Super Bowls with, or his um, former coach, Belichick. And, uh, yeah, he just pretty much um, thanked his current team and, and support staff there and the owners, but uh, no mention of the, of the former glory with his uh, – with the old Patriots and his old coach. So, um, yes, there's obviously something's happened there that we don't know about. I'm sure we'll find out in the future. Yeah, it's been referred to as uh, his personal divorce, hasn't it? And, uh, mm. yeah, lots of people are like that, you know. Uh, they feel like if they're mistreated, they just scrub things yep. from history. Oh, definitely, mate. And um, and he's a superstar winner, so uh, I'm sure he's entitled to that. But uh, it just goes to show that the focus that he can bring to his game, that made him one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. Problems in the world game for Australia, uh, isn't there? The Socceroos uh, are struggling. Um, they may well not make the World Cup. Robbie Slater's come out, the Socceroo great, and said that, you know, we are falling apart. Yeah, well, we're not... You know, we have we have to go through the um, the Asian group to generally to qualify, but it looks looks like now with the the late goal to Oman in musket just the other night and a two all draw, 
that's out. We're now sort of three points behind second place Japan. Uh, another loss will mean that we have to then go and play two South American teams to qualify, and that won't be easy. So Australia, a real big chance now of missing out on the 2022 uh, World Cup. Yeah, and it's disappointing, isn't it? Particularly after watching what's happened with the Matildas. and uh, mm. Yeah, because Australia was on the crest of a wave, wasn't it? Um, we've got, as we've mentioned a couple of times, next year the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. And uh, you'd hope to expect that the, the game would be strong in both uh, men's and women's, but at the moment there's problems. Uh, NBA, uh, Liz Cambage, we haven't heard her name for a while. We heard it plenty of times prior to the Tokyo Games and, and the fact that she wasn't there for the Opals, but she's not happy with a pay disparity. And look, this makes sense to me when um, yeah. coaches are getting paid such an amount more than players. She's blown up about this. So she's currently paid $221,000 a year. Um, but a coach now in that league has been paid four times as much, so over a million dollars. And it's a big, big difference, not just between what the coaches are getting and the women are getting. But if you look at the, the men, um, Simmons has been fined four to $500,000 a week for sitting on the bench, and she's on 221000 a year, so that's a massive difference, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and Simmons has still got enough money to put a what, $1.3 yeah. million US uh, diamond ring on his fiance's finger, so uh, he's hardly struggling. But she does make a lot of sense with that. I mean, your coach is getting that kind of money. Imagine what the whole playing group would think. Looking oh, at yeah. it, so what are you doing getting all that money? That uh, it would just promote uh, uh, disharmony in the in the team. Now, Tim Zoo's butcher brother <laughs> announces an epic pro debut. It's not a bad headline. His name's Nikita. So Tim Zoo was known as the surgeon Timmy. His younger brother is known as the butcher. Wow. <laughs> so uh, he apparently he's um, he's a, a a bit more rough and tough fighter um, and doesn't mind a scrap. So uh, I'll be looking forward to watching him fight. I've got a question for you, Timmy. Mm. Do you know your Do you know your animals very well? I know that I was born in the the year of the goat. Um, that's... Okay. Well, do, you know, do, you know, do you know what a Shih Tzu is? Um, I've heard this before. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'll let you do the punchline. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go for it. It's not a dog. It's not a dog, mate. It's a zoo with no animals. Boom, tish. Good dad joke for the day. It's, yes, I, I've used it. I I've used, no, no, I love it. I've used it myself a few times. Yeah, shih tzu. We actually do have a shih tzu in a marimma, like in Josie's Animal Kingdom where I live. Like, there's animals everywhere. Um, all right, buddy. Well, winding the clock back, uh, I, I'm, when you started – playing for Australia. Now, you'd played with Adam Gilchrist uh, yes. early on, obviously, because he he's a New South Wales boy that then obviously went across to Western Australia. But you came through uh, the one-day team, very similar time. Yeah, we did. And um, I'm actually got uh, Adam Gilchrist on lunch with Lee's coming back today, mate. So it'll be at the show will be out um, next Monday. So I've got Adam Gilchrist nice. and another former Australian cricketer, Simon Cook, who we have spoken about in this show. The, mm. Where are you going? Uh, well, we're going to District Brasserie in town, mate. So it'll be a fantastic lunch day. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, Gilly and I came through the team and it was quite funny then that we were sort of the new faces in that Australian team in the, in the sort of mid-90s. And if you'd go out with, say, a Shane Warne or a Steve Ward, you'd generally get free drinks. But because we were sort of uh, lesser known, Gilly and I would muck around. And I'd pretend to sort of – Gilly would crouch down like he's wicket-keeping in the nightclub. And I would sort of bowl. Oh, and the guy goes, oh, you're an Australian cricket team. Yeah, would you like a free drink? So that's the way we got ourselves some free drinks back then. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think Gilly can go anywhere these days without being noticed. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to breaking bread and um, having a beer with him today. That's going to be good fun. And just quietly – he doesn't need anyone to buy him a free drink these days. He's, he's <laughs> no, he done doesn't. well. He's done very, very well. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, we'd like to get a, a full um, 
postscript on what District Brasserie is like, and uh, we look forward to that next Lunch with Lee. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Main Haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.